Hey friends, and welcome to The Shadow Show, where we shed light on the everyday woman. I'm your host, Emma Danzi, and I'm dedicated to bringing you real-life stories and interviews with everyday women. So let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to The Shadow Show. I hope that you are having an amazing Wednesday. Today is August 1st. And that means that school is right around the corner. What happened to our summer? I cannot believe it. This was probably one of the fastest ones that I've ever had. We have an amazing interview coming up, but before we get started, I wanted to share some good news. Sunny Skies News shared yesterday that a man traveling on a train in Northern India noticed something suspicious. In his cabin was a large group of juvenile girls, many who were visibly distressed. So the man pulled out his phone and tweeted at the railway authorities to alert them of the situation. A few stops later, the railway police came in plain clothes onto the train and rescued the 26 girls and arrested the two men. So the girls were later transferred to the state where they are currently reconnecting them with their rightful guardians. Y'all, this is amazing. I am so happy that this man took the opportunity to use his social media for good and to help other people. And so I just want to encourage you today, like this man, if you see anything suspicious, I know sometimes we can be afraid to say something, but don't be afraid to say something because this man just saved 26 girls from being in sex trafficking. It's now time for the song of the week, and this week I have selected Run, Devil, Run by Crowder. It's an awesome song. You should check it out. And our style of the week is a highlight of tassels. Tassels are huge right now, you guys. Shoes, earrings, shirts, you name it. If there's tassels on it, it's in right now. So if you're wanting to try out some tassels and you've never really given them a chance, it's a great time right now to explore them because they're in fashion. And so take a chance, try something new, and let me know if you like tassels on the website. Today is episode one. We are so excited to have our guest, Hannah Beal. Hannah is one of the most amazing 21-year-old women that I know. She has a zeal for life, marriage, and evangelism, and you're going to get to experience that today. Hannah and I met at Bible study three years ago, and I have loved watching the impact she has made as she has stepped into her role as wife, cosmetologist, and leader in her church. Her joy is contagious, and I can tell you right now that your day is going to be brighter listening to the encouraging words that she has to say. So stay tuned to hear more about how Hannah has chosen joy through trials leading up to her wedding, including getting her wedding dress stolen. You can't make this up. It was stolen. You're also going to hear how Hannah uses her job at the salon as a platform to share Jesus with them and how we practically can evangelize in our everyday lives. So now, here's my interview with Hannah Beal. Hey, Hannah. Welcome to The Shadow Show. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) We're so happy to have you here. Um, You are the very first interview for our show, so we are so excited. Um, When I was thinking about who I wanted to have, I knew that I wanted to have you. So thank you for being here today. 
Oh, it's such an honor. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. So catch me up on life. How is it being a newly married woman? You're almost at a year. Is that right? Yes. We just celebrated or we're getting ready to celebrate 10 months. So oh, it's been that's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I know it's flown by. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that. What is your advice maybe to newly weds or um, to people who are engaged kind of looking towards that first year has it been really hard has it been easy what are your thoughts I think for the most part it's been um, easy for us we are just it's just like living with your best friend in my opinion it feels completely normal Mm -hmm. I never forget when we came home together it was just like oh we finally get to do this (laughs) Um, but um, we always tell each other I would encourage Um, even if you're in a relationship with someone as an engaged or just got married, um, something that has really helped us is to keep dating no matter what to, um, especially being married, we still try to have like date night. We still try to, you know, send texts to each other to encourage one another. Um, we never go to bed angry. We have tried that and it does not work. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that those are really funny stories, but it doesn't happen often. And I'm really, is there one that... you'd like to share? <laughs> well, um, I, I was thinking about yesterday, actually, I was thinking about it. Um, I cannot remember what we were even fighting about. So I thank God for taking all those memories away <laughs> of what we even fought about. But, um, we, went to bed and I was so mad at him and I was like, he deserves, I deserve an apology. So we were in the bed and I just didn't even talk to him. He wasn't talking to me. And finally I was like, I'm not sleeping in this bed with you. And I walked out and stomped into the living room and laid on the couch. And I kept telling myself, this is fine. I'm going to, this is going to be okay. (laughs) And he has to come and apologize. And so after about 10 minutes, I was just laying there and I was like, he is not, is he going to come in here? Is he ever going to come apologize? So um, he finally did because he just knows how I am. And um, he laid down on the ottoman next to me and he was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry too. Um, neither one of us can hold a grudge for long. It's it's maybe the longest is the 10 minutes probably. Um, <laughs> and then it's out. <laughs> and then so it's y'all, done. Are you yeah. like just big, like you just fight it out in the moment? We do. We do. Yeah. Yes. Um, the best part of that was hey, Hannah, do you want to go to Waffle House? And it was like 9.45 at night. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we ate away our sorrows and came home and went to bed. And it was great. But <laughs> that's so good. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, so good. it's great. Yeah, I, I like just... hearing you talk about how you handle the conflict. Because I feel like everybody kind of has a different style. But it's good, especially for a single woman like me to hear, all right, like how how are you handling that? How are you dealing with that? <laughs> Um, when those yeah. times do come up where you have the disagreements. So that's awesome. What advice yeah. would you give to newlyweds that, you know, want to date but are really busy? Um, how would how do you carve out your date times together? Well, um, honestly, Emma, it's so simple. I work late. Uh, our schedules do not correlate whatsoever. Um, Gage gets off early and I get off late. So Sometimes I don't even get home until eight o'clock at night. So we try to make it a point. Whoever's out in town at a, in the afternoon, we're going to stop and get a movie. Um, and we're going to have something very easy to prepare at night. So either it's going to be sandwiches, it's going to be breakfast, it's going to be easy pizzas, uh, a frozen pizza, whatever. 
Um, and either on Friday or Saturday night, we just kind of say, hey, this is our evening and we're going to watch a movie or we're just going to have some talking time. We're just going to unplug and just focus on each other or even as simple as just taking a long walk with one another. Um, it's just making time for it because we can be so busy in life, but it's worth making time for that special person no matter what. Um, whether if, if it is just having a 15 minute conversation and, or if you do have time to watch a movie, it's just spending time together. Um, and, you know, once a month we do try to have like a big date. So we're going to go, you know, to Charlotte, or we're going to go to Hickory, or we're just going to go to downtown Lincoln and go somewhere nice, dress nice, mm-hmm. um, go get ice cream, going out at least once a month. Um, because life is crazy. Um, and sometimes we forget when we're married um, we take for granted the relationship because, you know, when you're engaged, you want to see each other every day, like you're calling, you're texting every single moment. But when you're married, you see each other a lot, kind of, in your brain because you live together. But um, you really have to take time to just kind of sit down and debrief and just totally focus on that person in that moment. Um, so that, that, that would probably be my advice about just really setting a day in your calendar or once a month or once a week to just having that moment, those few hours with that special mm-hmm. person. So a date doesn't have to necessarily be going out. Like just no. a date is just making special time. It kind of sounds Yes. Like. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, how on earth did you even get to the altar? <laughs> I was <laughs> shocked. I've never heard anything like it. Um, for anyone listening, I got to sing at Hannah's wedding last October and it was um, such a beautiful wedding, but to get, to the wedding was quite a trial. So, Hannah, why don't you share about just your story and everything that was happening leading up to that day? Well, Emma, <laughs> it has, um, it definitely was a journey. It was Satan <laughs> falls tooth and nail. Um, you know, the main thing was the wedding dress was definitely the kicker. Um, the invitations were crazy rodeo. Um, but before I get into the trials, I want to say, first of all, that God just blessed us with almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the midst of the trials that we did face, God was saying, you know, I am faithful. I am. It, this is part of my plan because people kept telling me, why are you getting married so young? Why don't you live life a little bit longer? And I'm like, I found the one who my heart desires, like, and God mm-hmm. is laying it out. So if you well, why don't you tell engaged, everyone? Yeah. How old? Tell them how old you were. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was 20 when I got married. I'm 21 now. Um, so if you are young and you're engaged and you're going to get married, don't let people influence you and allow it to feed you lies because that's a lie from Satan. Um, if you have found a good Christian man and you both are settled in life and you feel like it's what God wants you to do, then go for it. Um, because God's going to bless you for being obedient to him. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think one of the, I hate, 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 hate doing invitations. I hated them for graduation. I didn't like them for my wedding. And as a pastor's kid, um, Gage and I desired to have as many people as we could get into the church for our wedding because we weren't feeding everyone. We did like a really nice stand-up reception and it was um, really, really special. People pitched in and made food for us. It was really great. But so we said with that, let's try to get as many people as we can in here because we love people. We love mm-hmm. ministering. And, um, but with a lot of people came a lot of invitations. And so um, that was very stressful. And invitations didn't get to homes they were supposed to. People kept saying, I didn't get mine. 
and they got lost in the mail and I was really stressing out. I was like texting everyone like, Hey, did you get your invitation? And people were like, no. And I'm like, well, you're invited. And <laughs> it was just really, I was like going through my checklist. So I was basically texting everyone an invitation. Uh, I felt like, but um, yeah, I think in the bridesmaid dresses, we kind of had some issues with them and praise the Lord, my mother-in-law and a wonderful older lady at my church just totally pitched in and fixed them. And it was really great. Um, but the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest trial that we faced was my wedding dress. Um, <laughs> I really wanted something modest. Um, I want something very simple. And the Lord blessed me with that. He did help me find the first wedding dress place they went into. My sister was in town. So I actually bought the dress before we even got engaged. <laughs> so um, I don't <laughs> I know if I would advise that. that but <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, my sister... Um, is in college. So she was home after Christmas, like in January. So we went and we were just going to go look because we knew what was coming. And I said, I really want you to be a part of some of the process, mm-hmm. even if we're just looking. And she said, okay, so let's go. And we went into this little, I call it like a redneck wedding dress place. It was in <laughs> Valley Hills Mall in Hickory. And um, I found the perfect one. I saw the potential in it. It needed some work, but mm-hmm. we had a really great seamstress. So um, the other thing is it took us forever to find a modesty panel for it. Cause I had a really deep V and I was like, Lord, like <laughs> I really need this. Um, yes, I don't, I don't want anything flashing. Not that I have a lot, but I don't want anything. Flashing. Yes. Um, so same here. It, it took, <laughs> yes, girl, it took us about, um, half of the wedding planning process to find a modesty panel. And we were getting really stressed out. And I was like praying like, Lord, I know this is my dress. Like, I know that you have a plan and I need you to help me find a piece for this dress, like a modesty panel. And so we went to our last resort and it was a place called Mary Joe's and it's in Gastonia, North Carolina. We went in and I was like, Lord, help me to find something in the first 10 minutes that I'm here. Cause I know you are able. And it was almost to the dot ladies, like or who, anybody who's listening. Um, we weren't, right like the Lord just led our steps right to where it was wow and we, we had the dress and I like tried it on and we were like fixing it and the lady there we were all just crying and like praising <laughs> the Lord and the lady was like y'all are getting me tore up like y'all need to stop and um so that completed my dress and um I was just on cloud nine yes two weeks before my wedding um my wedding dress actually got stolen out of my house and um so you're probably thinking, like, what in the world? Um, <laughs> Never heard anything like it. When you told me to pray, I was like, this is unreal. Like, this is not something that uh, happens every day. No. It was so random. I just, my wedding dress and um, my wedding shoes, which that was a process in itself as well. Um, so I'll give you a quick backstory. My mom tutors special needs kids with, like, um, educational special needs. Um, so she had been tutoring, um, this little boy elementary age mm-hmm. for a couple months now. And this particular day that she was tutoring, I was at work and, um, the nanny of the boys came and brought the boys. And so my mom is in the basement with a little boy doing the schooling, doing the tutoring. And the nanny's upstairs with the little boy, the other one. Um, so long story short, the nanny steals my dress out of my room and my shoes and um, takes it to her car or whatever before my mom gets done. 
And um, when I got home from work that night, I noticed that my dress wasn't hanging in my room. Mm-hmm. And I figured maybe my mom took it to get dry cleaned the, today and I'll pick it up tomorrow. So I remember the next day I woke up and I was like, oh, mom, thanks for getting my dress dry clean. And she said, what? I didn't take your dress to get dry clean. I said, well, it's not in my room. And y'all, I had just, I just knew that my little brother and my dad were playing a trick on me. Like, I was like so mad. I'm like, the joke is over. Like, now is the time to give me my dress back. <laughs> and um, they kept saying, you know, Hannah, we don't have it. Um, <sighs> so we are calling people. We are like, did you take it? Or like trying to figure out the last people in our house and then finally my little brother just says being jokingly maybe that nanny stole it and we are just like oh my goodness and he's like well I'm just kidding and I'm like no you're probably Mm -hmm. right so we are um calling the um employer of the nanny and we're like listen I'm we're not accusing but we are just kind of covering our tracks and she said are you kidding me she said we just fired her this morning. She was stealing my clothes and mm. my shoes. And so, um, you know, we had to call the police and she actually brought the dress back in a trash bag <laughs> and um, the shoes. But, um, and she had also, after she had already left, I realized she had stolen all my makeup. Mm. And um, so I didn't want the makeup back. I mean, if you have it, you have it. But um, it was just a moment. But I'll tell you, when she brought it back, I had so much anger build up inside of me. I'm talking to my dad. Like I'm, I probably said a few things I shouldn't have. And um, I'm just like really irritated. But in the midst of all that, um, I had people from church saying, Hey Hannah, like we're taking you dress shopping tomorrow. Or mm-hmm. Hey Hannah, I have a friend that has a dress that said that you can have it. You can alter it, whatever. And people were just sharing their love with me and just showing me that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And, um, I was sitting here just wow, God, you are so good in the midst of every trial, in the midst of every circumstance. And I kid you not, guys, like my mom was the calm one the whole time. And then I'm like raging. And then the girl pulls up and I'm like, she's here. And she walks up onto the porch with the trash bag in her hand. And it was just like the Lord just put his hand of peace on me and was like, you need to show love. Like you need to show compassion. And uh, I was just in my the flesh in me is like, I don't want to in the spiritual side, but you have to. So, mm-hmm. um, well, and your mom, mom got... said she got lost it there. She said, she I did. walk outside or I was going to lose my testimony. Are you told she her? She sure did. Didn't you tell I looked her, at her. You need to go inside? I squeezed her and said, it is time for you to go back into the house. And she was like, okay. I feel like um, the same thing would happen. Like any good mom would be like, I think that would be the moment that they'd just be like, unleashed mama bear. <laughs> Yes, for real. She was, she is the epiphany of a mama bear. It's so great. Well, and I think your um, response was totally the Holy Spirit in you. And oh, yes. to think about this woman who was so broken to have stolen a wedding dress, like to be so mm-hmm. um, kind to her in the midst of that. What a testimony to her. So what did, did she say anything to you when she brought the dress um, she, you can definitely tell that she is, um, I don't know how to, how to like describe it, but she's not fully there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely has some issues, mental issues. Um, she was crying and she just apologized. She said, I don't know what I was thinking. Please forgive me. Like, I am just, I'm so sorry. So mm-hmm. she kept saying, I'm so sorry. And her boyfriend was with her and he was vouching for her. And, um, 
you know, it might have been fake. It might have been real. I don't know. But I do know that the Holy Spirit on me was real. And, you know, I said, what you did was wrong. Um, what you did was just crazy, to be honest with you. But I said, um, I forgive you. And um, I say, you know, and we just start, my dad and I, we just start sharing the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just pouring out who God was and his forgiveness and how, you know, actions do deserve consequences. And um, so I know the policemen, um, we did not press charges. But um, I think the other family did. I'm not really sure how it all went down. But um, I knew that we did what God wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. And we were able to show love. And, you know, in my, it also was a me- like a vision for me in my own life. Like how many times are we so caught up in our own mind and we're just taking here and there. We're not thinking of others. We're not um, or anything. And we're stealing from people. We're stealing from who God is. Mm-hmm. And um, he is there to show us forgiveness and mercy and love in all things and in every circumstance. So, um, it, it was a rodeo, but you know, we did make it to the altar and, um, we had a beautiful, perfect day and God just moved in a way that I couldn't even express. And y'all Emma did such a good job singing at the wedding. (laughs) Um, it was really great. I loved how you had the, the girls talk about that. That was such a great idea for anybody who's maybe planning a wedding or just wanting a cool idea. That was great. Um, So my husband and I work with the kids and the youth at church. So um, I was like, Lord, if there's any way I can get all of my church girls in my wedding, like I want it to be possible. Um, So what the Lord laid on my heart and um, with some Pinterest help, (laughs) we, um, the girls all wore whatever dress they wanted. And it was cool because that all ended up matching and we didn't even plan it. So it ranged from ages from like high school to um, elementary. I had five elementary girls and they acted as my flower girls. And you're probably thinking five flower girls, but (laughs) it worked. Trust me. Um, And then we had, um, I think it was 10 older, 11 older girls. So um, Emma sang, um, what a beautiful, what was the name of that song? What love is this? What love is this? this? Yeah. It was so great, uh, y'all. When I heard this song, I just bawled and I was like, this is it. It's beautiful. And I, I kept listening to it over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, it's such a lifting up song. Mm-hmm. So um, my husband and I's desire was that to start off the wedding with the love of Christ. Like we wanted the gospel to be shared right off. So um, the girls lined up in the back of the church. And when Emma started singing the song, we had um, the flower girls. And the girls walk out and they were holding signs about first Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boast. Love is not jealous. So on and so on. And so we'd had like a flower girl come down and then behind them were two girls carrying the signs. And then it kept going flower girl, two girls. And then at mm-hmm. the very end, my little cousin walks out and she has the last sign that says love never fails. And, um, she's just bawling like a baby. It's so <laughs> cute. And, um, so I'm in the back of the church, just like bawling, like <laughs> God is so good. Like, uh, don't mess up my makeup. I know I'm like patting, patting. <laughs> and, um, the girls walk by me and I get to give each of them a hug. And it's just such a sweet moment. And my dad and I are looking at each other, just like having our last few words together. And, um, he's like, why are you starting this now? <laughs> and, um, so we, you could just feel the Holy spirit and, um, his presence was so real. And so if you need more information about what I did, 
you can send me a message on Instagram or something. But yeah, um, where can they find you, Hannah? I'm at Braided Beal. So it's B R A I D E D B E A L. So um, nice. I hope that wasn't too fast, but I can put it in my bio on here. Yeah, and too. I'll share it um, under a link or on the website. So thank you. Um, so yeah, um, it was a really, really great day. Um, so yeah, That's if you have any any uh, questions, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it was just a sweet, a sweet way to present the gospel in a creative way that a lot of people have never seen before. I'd never yeah. I've been to a ton of weddings, and I'd never seen anything like that. And so I just loved it, and I loved it was on like wood. Is that right? The words, yeah, the wood wood slaves, yeah. yeah, and they would just hold that, and yeah. I just thought that was cool. And just to think about the impact on those girls that got to hold it, like they'll always remember that. And they'll always remember the phrase that, that they got. And I just think God was probably, you know, speaking to them in that moment. Um, Well, you know, Emma, it was crazy that you said it because I actually prayed about which phrase to give each of them. mm. Um, And you were there. We had like a little rehearsal for just the girls. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really special because I got to share the signs with them and share my vision. And we had like a pizza party and it was so great. Um, so if you do do something like that with little girls, I encourage having like your own little rehearsal, your own little practice, a little shower with them because um, the girls did give me shower gifts there and they all were um, like funny gifts. Um, I'll, I'll just share this really fast because it was so hilarious. One little girl got me um, a little stepping stool that I use all the time. And she said, I look up to you. And she gave me that stool. And that one just, every time I get that stool and use it, I'm like, this is great. That's so, so cute. Um, yeah, it was really cute. Yeah. And I think it's good to teach them, you know, just how to be involved. Because I think they get so excited. And a lot of times it's all about, like, what the parents are doing um, yeah. with the gifts and things. It just kind of helps them feel a part of it too so it does yeah it's awesome. well let's talk about your job yes yes so um, hannah is a hairstylist and woo-hoo. she's certified what is your official title um i am a cosmetologist thank you <laughs> i'm saying it incorrectly so i'm like hairstylist is not necessarily the word you use okay cosmetologist and you have been working in Mount Holly at mm-hmm. is it what's the name of is it William and it's William Henry William signature Henry. salon and spa mm-hmm. so awesome so tell us about how you got into <laughs> hair how you knew that that was something that you really love to do well I'm really excited to share this story because it's really close to my heart um being a hairstylist, cosmetologist has not been a lifelong dream for me, to be completely 100% honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been doing hair now for a little bit over a year, like literally like a week over a year. Um, it just came up. And um, it is definitely a passion of mine. Um, growing up as a little kid, I loved doing hair. I did everyone's hair. I had Barbie dolls. I was always calming over my grandpa's hair, you know, whatever. Were you the French um, braider? Yes, there's all the soccer teams. Yeah. Oh, soccer teams. I camp, camp, you know, sports teams, whatever. That was me. Um, But I always wanted to be an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. That was like my goal. Like, I was going to be a school teacher, just like my mom. And um, I remember as I got closer to graduating high school, people kept asking me, What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to be a school teacher. And um, long story short, 
I'm just going to kind of nail it down. Um, it was not God's will for me to go off to college. Um, I had multiple things line up um, that just blocked that. Like the Lord's continuing to tell me, no, 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 no. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to go to school for two years and um, just get my associates in arts and maybe transfer because maybe then it'll be, God will be ready for me to go off to college. <laughs> and um, that was a closed door as well, obviously. It was what I wanted to do. Um, but I'll never forget, I took that first semester off after I graduated high school and I just poured myself into ministry and to volunteer work. And, um, that's when Emma introduced me to Polish and I was in that. And, um, I was just, you know, seeking God because someone told me when you pour yourself into service and you give thanks to God continually, then that's when he's going to reveal to you what he wants you to Mm. do. So, um, I did that and I remember sitting down, um, towards the end of that first semester, that fall time. And, I was like, Lord, I'm just going to sit here and I want you to guide me to do whatever I need to do. And I got on Gasson College website and I was like two year degrees and I was looking at human services. I was looking at, you know, PR and I was, you know, all this stuff. And then I saw cosmetology and it was like a light bulb just went off in my head. Um, And because people always told me if I ever mentioned that, because I did at one time, they were like, you're too smart to do that. You can do something else. Hmm. So um, when I saw it, it was just like, God was like, this is what I want you to do. And so I began praying and a, a friend of mine who was going to school for that, um, she got so excited that we can go to school together. And so she was praying for me as well, just to make sure it's what God really wanted. And I was like, God, you got to give me a sign. Like, I just need one sign. Um, and so I remember I work with the bus ministry at church and we had one little girl who was about six years old at the time. And she came in and she's very hyper, y'all, like so hyper. She comes from a really bad background, though. Um, just, oh, my God. Her name's Destiny. And um, I remember she came off the bus that night. It was a Wednesday night. And her head was just hanging low. Like, I had never seen her so, like, almost depressed. Mm-hmm. She's always, like, jumping around and, like, Hannah! And, like, jumping into my arms. Um, but I want to backtrack real fast because before church, God had just told me to stop at Dollar Tree and get hair bows and a brush. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me. And I was like, okay, in case little girls come with matted hair and really tangling, I can brush it and make them feel pretty before church starts, you know? Um, so I had that in my bag and I saw her and it was like, this is the reason. So I grabbed her and I said, Destiny, do you want me to um, braid your hair for you and brush it? And she said, she just nodded her head and she was really like sad looking. And I was like, okay. So I had her sitting down and I was like slowly trying to brush out her tangles and cause I didn't want to like yank her hair out. It was really bad y'all. And, um, I got it brushed and I got it braided and the whole time I'm braiding, I'm just trying to uplift her, encourage her. Like you are so beautiful. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're in my life. You are such a little princess and God has big plans for you. And, um, I got her, I got her <clears throat> hair braided and I was like, you look just like princess Elsa. <laughs> and she said, Oh my goodness. And she, y'all went from, a zero to a 100. Mm. I mean, her confidence level just completely changed. She went to the bathroom. We were taking pictures and she was telling everyone, look at my princess braid that Hannah did. <laughs> and, um, she was so excited. And, um, it was in that moment that God was telling me, here's your sign. This is what I need you to do. I need you to pick up the torch and I need you to encourage women and men and children that they are beautiful and that um, through being a cosmetologist that you can make them feel beautiful on their outer appearance and also encourage them 
um, internally. And so um, on the way home, I had this in my brain and I'm like praising the Lord. And then it's like God almost smacks me across the head. And he said, I have something else I need to show you. And he said, I did this for you um, mm-hmm. in a different way. And um, I just want to encourage you guys that in the midst of your heartache and your trials, that God is always going to be there to brush out your tangles. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there to encourage you and to lift you up and make you feel like a princess because you are his princess. Um, and the world's going to try to tear you down and it's going to try to push you around. But you have to remember that you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just have to climb up in our father's lap and just let him brush our hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what God showed me through Little Destiny. And another praise report, um, Little Destiny it was old enough to go to camp this year for church. And she actually accepted Christ as her personal savior. Uh-huh. And, that's um, awesome. It was really awesome. So when I love that's a little it. side note. Like you really, you're modeling Christ. You're meeting a physical need and then meeting the spiritual need as well, you know? And that's what God has done for me in this field, Emma. Being able to evangelize Mm -hmm. um, has been so great because like you said, I'm able to meet others' needs, but yet uh, God is meeting my need. And um, I'm getting fed and getting poured into when I'm pouring out. So, um, and Anna, what's your Enneagram? Have you done that? My what? Have you done the Enneagram? No. Or Enneagram? I'm probably saying it so wrong. Um, It's where you're (laughs) like a number on, um, and it's about your personality. Well, anyways, Hannah is a number that I'm not, I I have some guesses, but we'll talk about it later. (laughs) I I really think that you just don't know a stranger. (laughs) And I think you have the gift of evangelism. So it's really, it's great to see you using that in a field. Cause I think a lot of times people think if someone has the gift of evangelism, they need to be like going door to door or like preaching on a stage yeah. or whatever. And, and how, you know, a lot of people might have that spiritual gift and that natural ability uh, and wonder how they can use it, but you're just using it in your daily life and your job. And so that's so awesome. So um, tell us about you. how you, how you use it in an environment where maybe people are different than you or, have um, just a lot of hurt by the church or opposition to Christianity? What, what is kind of, what's been your experience with that? Um, Well, I think my experience has been, um, you know, just being myself um, Mm -hmm. and not being ashamed of who I am in Christ. Um, And it's a challenge. I'm constantly surrounded in a salon with the world. I'm listening to worldly music is playing um, around people who I don't drink personally. And so, um, it's just, it's my conviction and it's what I believe in my heart for me. And, um, but so I'm around a lot of people that are doing things that go against my convictions. And so, um, that use language that is inappropriate Mm -hmm. or they're making dirty jokes or, you know, so on and so on. Um, I will, I want to share something really fast. I think it's really cool. Um, I trained as a new stylist with a head stylist for six months. And um, just a little side note, I was able to, this stylist had grown up and I want to say just like a dry church. Um, She wasn't getting fed properly and she grew up thinking that she was saved and that she had it all together and her life did not display the fruits. It did not display um, Christ, you know, um, in a very evident way. She's a great person, but um, I didn't see the fruit there. And so I began praying for her and encouraging her and we'd had some really great conversations. and just to see how God does his work and his timing. It's so cool. 
she actually accepted Christ as her personal savior about a month ago. And um, it was during her marriage counseling before she married her fiance. Her brother's a pastor. And so I remember looking at him one day and like, I'm praying for your sister. And he was like, thank Mm -hmm. you. And and I told her dad that I was praying for her. And um, she's older in age. And um, but when she, I was the first person she told. And um, to be that first person that she knew was going to be excited for her, mm-hmm. looking into her eyes and seeing a 180 change in her has been awesome. Um, and so that in itself, knowing that I would be excited for her. Yeah. I have another girl that works beside me. And um, whatever I say bounces off the wall and she hears it because she's around the corner. <laughs> and she, she came to me one day and she said, Hannah, like, um, thank you for witnessing to almost every one of your clients because Mm -hmm. I hear everything you say and it just stops me on my tracks because it holds me accountable. She grew up in a really rough home life. She's trying to break the cycle on her family and be who God wants her to be. And so, um, we, she comes to me and asks me advice about kids and stuff. I'm like, I don't have kids. She's (laughs) like, yeah, but you, you turned out good. I want my kids to turn out like you. Um, it's funny, but, um, I feel honored that I have some other people that do the same thing that they can just come to me and get some encouragement because mm-hmm. if you show yourself, um, present yourself in a way that gives out encouragement, that gives out positivity, that shines for Christ, people are drawn to you because there mm-hmm. is something different about you. So always be willing and being prepared to give an answer. Um, that's what the Bible says. And there are moments where a guy that I work with who's really struggling with um, his lifestyle and um, a lot of stuff going on in his life. So he'll give me these questions about the Bible and I'm like, can I get back with you? Because I don't really have a great answer for you right now. And that's okay. And he's yeah. like, yeah, of course. So go get wisdom from people that have answers that you need. You get in God's word. It challenges you. Um, so being willing to stop and say, hey, I will give you an answer. Do not just say, I'll give you one and never give it. Because that shows that you truly don't care, that mm-hmm. they're not on your mind. Because the law should be in our mind. We should be willing to share God's word, to shine his light, to be salt and light, um, like Matthew 5 says. So um, just being, don't, and I'm learning to just trust God because when people bring these things to me, these um, stuff that they're going through, I'm like, Lord, like you have to give me the word to say, because my little pea brain is not gonna, and myself, I cannot do this. So um, just learning to trust God in every single moment. um, And he will give you the strength to answer the questions, to stand strong, to um, walk away from the dirty talk or to say something about it. Um, There have been a few times that people are taking God's name in vain. And I'm like, wow, you know, God loves you. Jesus loves you. And they look at me and they're like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, well, then act like it. Watch how you use his name. Like you have to just be open and blunt sometimes um, because our main purpose um, in life is not being a cosmetologist, not being a lawyer, it's not being a teacher. It is to serve Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the main goal as a Christian. Um, and learn to do that in every area of your life is life changing. You will experience God in a way that is just so precious. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that answers your question. I'm not really sure, but I hope so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I especially love that you said you would get back to the guy when he had a question. Because I think a lot of times we're so afraid. I know I can be afraid of not having the right answer for somebody, but mm-hmm. how, like, I may not be afraid to say that, but I'm also secretly afraid of their response. But he was so gracious to you 
and yeah. he was okay with the weight, you know, and maybe not everybody yeah. will be that, but you also have this relationship with him and you're his friend. Yes, so that helps. But, um, but yeah, but I love that too, to help people know if you don't have the answer, don't be afraid to share about your faith or about, you know, a perspective mm-hmm. from the Bible um, and say, Hey, let me check with my pastor on that. Or let me look it up yes. and get back to you. Cause I think we're afraid to even have the conversation because we're afraid that we're going to be um, shot down because we don't know the answer to what they're going to ask. And I think it's just good to know there is, <laughs> there's flexibility yes. in, in a conversation <laughs> like you can go look it up. It's going to be okay. Yes. If you don't have all the answers right then and there. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of so, course. It shows, it shows that you're real. Yeah. You were, you're real too. I mean, like um, my coworker said, what do you think about Mark chapter 16? And I said, well, can I go read it first? <laughs> he said, yeah, of course. <laughs> so that kind of flows into my, um, my next thing for practical purposes. So did you know that this month is National Hair Loss Month? No, I do not. August oh. is. So I was wondering if you could give us just some tips on how to take care of our hair. Um, anything that you've maybe picked up, a golden nugget. You know, tell us a little bit about any tips or yes. ideas you've come up with from being a cosmetologist. I look at your hair is, this is like a little side note, it's the crown that you wear every day. Um, it's what God's given us as women. It's kind of our pride and joy. So yeah, it's important to take care of it. Something I recently learned about hair loss, actually, it's really cool that you asked me this question, is it's important to keep your hair conditioned. I know a lot of people don't condition their hair like they should because I know like, it makes my hair oily or it makes it greasy or blah, 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 blah. Well, I would take at least, um, I think you should do conditioner every day at least on your ends or whenever you wash your hair. I do mine like twice a week. So um, two or three times a week, take at least once a week to do a deep conditioning treatment because that is what that is going to do. It's going to open up your hair cuticles, going to open up um, your pores and stuff in your head. And it's going to release anything that's building up Mm -hmm. because when your pores and your hair cuticles start getting to build up, that's when hair loss starts happening. That's why a lot of men go bald because sometimes they're not conditioning their hair enough because they don't think they need it. So you have to keep that moisture in your hair and that kind of helps keep everything cleaned out and keep the pores cleaned out. So what I'm doing is I'm going from like roots to ends and I am, um, you can buy deep conditioning treatments. I know Tresemme has one. When you go get your hair done, get one. They are so great. They make your hair feel great. Yeah, you might have flat hair for a day or so. Oh, well, your hair is going to be healthy. So that's what I tell a lot of my clients, especially when they get color done or like highlights, then I'm like, let's do a deep conditioning today because I want to keep your hair healthy and strong. Um, So yeah, I would, and I usually give them something to take home to do. It's really great. The more organic type hair mask you can get, I think the better it is in my opinion. So um, yeah. Do you have a brand that you love? I like professional brands because this is my industry. I love the brand Purology. They have the their organic line, all vegan friendly. My favorite one is the coconut infused one. It's so great. Um, and we have it where I work. So if you need something, just come by and see me. If I were to get like a drugstore brand or um, I'm pick one up at Walmart or Target, the Tresemme one, I think, I think it's Tresemme. I might be off, but it's like in a really awesome jar and it has like the coconut or the pineapple or whatever on the front of it. They are really good too, from what I've heard and read. So cool. I love that. Last question before we wrap up. 
I wanted to talk to you a little bit about working with youth because you and your husband, Gage, are very passionate about the next generation and pouring into them, as we've kind of heard through this conversation. But I wanted to ask you, you just went to camp. So how was that? Mm -hmm. It was so great. We took 54 kids this year, which is huge. And we had seven of our kids from our group, just our group, Mm -hmm. get saved. And I don't know how much an all received Christ that week, but um, it was really great. I know last night we had all the kids, they did the whole church service Sunday night and they just shared their testimony about what God's doing in their life and what he showed them at camp and they sang and literally, y'all, it was just so special and humbling to see these kids and see their fire just burning and seeing their desire for it to not stop mm-hmm. burning, like let's do this. Let's go here. Let's, let's do this service work. They were just so sweet last night. Um, it was a really great experience for me as well, taking them for the first time as a leader. And I remember going to that camp as a camper and it being life changing, but this time was just different. Like they were changed, but it was really different. Um, they have just grown so close together, but yeah. And I know that I don't want the fire to go out. So Gage and I are like praying through ways to keep it going. If y'all just pray for us about this, because for us, we can only do so much because we can pray, we can hold them accountable. We can, um, you know, take them and do things with them. But in order for that fire to start to keep burning, it's going to be on their Mm -hmm. own time too. It's going to be a lot of them. So I know the devil is going to be fighting every which way. And this is a battle that we are fighting. It's a spiritual battle. So I'm just praying that they can stay strong and we're going to try to get them into some service work. They want to, they're so eager to share the gospel with people and so eager to stay strong together. Yeah, that's awesome. I once heard a worship pastor at a camp. His name is Aaron Keys. He's amazing. uh, Talk about how to keep that fire going. And he said, you know, we kind of have these mountaintop experiences at camps with youth mm-hmm. and they're so great, but he just reflected on Isaiah 40, 31, that those, um, that you'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not be faint. Yes. You'll soar on wings like eagles was the first part of that. Sorry. I butchered that verse. The Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not be faint. And he was saying that camp is soaring on the wings of eagles but how we always think that's the important time, but really it's the walking every day, um, meeting with God, yeah. seeing what he has each day. And those moments of going to those mountaintop experiences are amazing. But then they're also just kind of this, this encouragement pep rally of your faith so that whenever you get back <laughs> into the swing of things you can be ready to face each day, you know? So I think that's cool that, yeah, you're getting involved in service. I have a girl that I mentor and she just said she wants to serve and has these gifts and ideas, but it's hard to even find places that will let her because she's 16. And so that makes me sad because I'm like, oh, like let's find a place for her to get involved Mm -hmm. because she desires that. But, um, you know, people are kind of looking down on them for their age. Um, when really they have something great to offer. So I think that's so cool. Yes, it is. Um, you know, we were, I was just talking about it the other day. Um, we had pastor was preaching and he was basically saying the same thing. I mean, we have to fall on our sword mm-hmm. every day. 
um, the word of God in order to fight the battle. Um, and he did an awesome sermon about David and King Saul and everything. It was awesome. But, um, and the kids keep telling me, um, it was so sweet. And my, the, one of our older girls, she was sharing with us an experience she had at camp. And, um, on Wednesday night, she said, um, you know, I grew up, grown up in church my whole life and I have heard the gospel so much that it just goes through one mm-hmm. ear and out the other. And, um, she said the Wednesday night at camp, he was sharing about the process that Christ went through, um, the, the, um, persecution, the beating, the whipping and everything and hanging on that cross for me. And she said, it just revived my heart, um, with the gospel again, because she said, we should never take for granted or allow what Christ did for us to go through one ear and out the other. It is a real thing that happened. He died for us and he went through all this for us. And um, she says, I am willing to go to the valleys mm-hmm. to get to the mountaintops. And we, and we have to remember that, um, yes, we are on the mountain. Like you said, it's like a pep rally. Like we were like pumped up and ready to go, which is great because we need those moments. And so what I have been trying to share with you guys is that, you know, Satan is coming after you and you have to be prepared. And that, what does that look like? That means staying in God's word. That means continuing studying um, the scripture, you know, memorizing verses and holding each other accountable because you have to stick together. I think young people sometimes just get focused mm-hmm. on their own selves. And I know I'm, I am guilty of that as well. Um, I get so caught up in my own issues that I forget that someone else is going through something too. And um, that we have to take time to help others. Because when we are helping others, we are helping ourselves because God is feeding our spirit. Because um, he is the, ser- he is a servant. We are to be, mm-hmm. to be servants for Christ. Um, but yeah, it, it's important that we remember that it takes the valleys. It takes rejoicing in the valleys um, mm-hmm. to get us to the mountain. But um, because in the Bible, it says in the valley of the shadow of death. There's a shadow in that valley because that means there's light mm-hmm. still in the valley. God is still a light in the valley. Um, and he is going to help us through every circumstance that we're in. And, um, I hope that encourages someone today. Um, and I hope that encourages our young people because they are the next generation and we are part of that next generation. And so we are here to be there, help them fight, help them keep pushing them as they push Uh us. So, and they have really challenged y'all. These young people are pushing. And I love that. that So I didn't, I never thought about that with the, the shadow, um, in the valley. Um, and that's just so fun with the show. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's called the shadow show cause we're shedding light on the everyday woman and how, yes, you know, everybody's making an impact and you may not necessarily know what that impact is, but when you shine light on it, you can see it. And so, um, so I love that. Like mm-hmm. the Lord is always there and he is our light, you know, our lamp into our feet, always. light into our path. And so, mm-hmm. um, so speaking of which I, um, have decided that we're going to do an amazing, wonderful, um, weekly Bible verse. And so Hannah, do you have a favorite Bible verse that you would like to shed some light on this week? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, can I go look it up it. really fast. Um, <laughs> it's Galatians five, one, um, God has just revealed this verse to me y'all. And it's been my, um, kind of my go-to right now. Cause I have recently found some freedom in who mm-hmm. I am and just being proud of who I am in Christ. And ex- I'm experiencing God in a whole new way right now. Um, in the verses, Galatians five, one, it says stand fast. It means, you know, stand strong. Um, therefore in the Liberty 
wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke mm. of bondage. Um, so that's, that's, that's the verse I've been clinging to, you know, to stand fast in the liberty that God has given us and the freedom and the salvation that he has poured out upon us. And to just, when you give your burdens to the Lord, give them to the Lord, give those chains, give those, um, you know, the past mistakes, whatever it is that you're struggling through, give them all to the Lord because you can be free in him. Um, so that, I hope that can encourage you today. That's awesome. So that's going to be our verse this week, everyone. If you'd like to be a part of the Bible verse club, it's going to be Galatians 5, 1 this week. So you find the, um, scripture verse that you love the version and you just, um, learn it this week with us. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of that as we are really hiding God's word in our heart. I know that it's something I'm wanting to get better at personally in my own life. So this week, mm-hmm. the Bible verse of the week again is Galatians 5 verse 1. Thank you so much, Hannah. And two last questions for you. So we believe it's shedding light uh, on shedding light on the um, everyday woman. And so I would love for you to share one person that you would like to shed light on who's really impacting your life right now. And then one thing that you want to shed light on that you're just loving. Um, the one person I like to shed light on is, um, wow. I'm probably going to say my mom. She, and that might be a cliche answer, but it's true right now. She has been my, my rock. Um, she's really been helping me through some things. Um, and what was the second thing? (laughs) Like (laughs) like something you want to shed light on. Oh, um, she, um, well, I think with finding freedom, basically, um, uh, I have found some freedom in my personal life with, um, confidence level. So, um, God has shown me that I can have full confidence in who he is and who he's created me to be because he knows me from the tip of my toe to the tip of my head. So, um, so yeah, I just want to give her a shout out for, um, sharing with me how I can find freedom and how. God has given me the freedom. So, and what is something (laughs) that you um, are currently loving that you want to shed light on for us to love too? My church, I think, uh, is that is that an answer that makes sense? Yeah, Um, yeah. And I say that because um, we are just in the process of uh, making some changes, and um, my church has just been—we have just really been trying to um, build our youth up, like I was just talking about. And I love how they have been just letting them do their thing and serve Christ in a way that displays who they are in Christ. And they just pulled their, this is going to be really crazy maybe, but um, I want to share this because they pulled together enough money for 54 kids to go to camp. These kids did not have to pay a penny. And um, so last night we were able to see the blessings from them pulling their, their, their pocketbooks together and just sending these kids to a camp that's not cheap. And seeing the blessings from it. Because when you give to God, he's going to give back to you blessings that mm-hmm. is just unbelievable. So that's that's what I, that's something I want to shed light on. Because when you find a church family that is great and they support um, some amazing mm-hmm. things, then you're going to be willing to give. And church family is important. It's what holds us together. So we are the body yeah. of Christ. So. <laughs> Get connected. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much for being here with us today, Hannah. And we just um, pray that you just continue to just shed light where you're at as a hairstylist, as a wife, um, as a youth leader, and just as a woman. So thank you for being here today. Thank you. I love you guys. And have Bye. a wonderful we love day. You too. <laughs> 
Do you guys love Hannah as much as I do? Her testimony and walk with the Lord is inspiring, and her passion for serving Him is contagious. If you guys would like to connect further with Hannah, you can visit her on Instagram at Braided Beal. That's B-R-A-I-D-E-D-B-E-A-L. And you can connect with her about evangelism, about being a newlywed, about ministry, or I'm sure that she has some great hair tips that you can learn. I also want to encourage you to join our Bible Verse of the Week Club. So our Bible Verse Club this week is learning Galatians 5.1, which is the verse that Hannah suggested in this podcast. So simply write this verse down, memorize it through the week, and then next week when we come back together, hopefully we will all have one more scripture verse hidden in our hearts. And I know that scripture memorization is something I personally want to be working on. So I invite you to join me in this journey of learning a new verse each week. Well, thank you so much for joining us on The Shadow Show, where we shed light on the everyday woman. Next week is going to be an amazing episode because Hannah's mom, Landa Wheeler, is going to be on our show. This woman has heavily impacted me in my walk with the Lord. Landa is a pastor's wife, a mother of four, a teacher, and... She is an incredible speaker. I am so excited for you to hear from Landa next week as she shares about her journey with dyslexia and the trouble and trials that it brought to her and her family and how they have seen God take something so difficult and use it for their good and His glory. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I hope that you will tune in next week for Episode 2 of The Shadow Show. Shadow Show.